What's up? Welcome to the Fit Trials Podcast. I'm Tori. I'm an online fitness coach possessed by cultivating fitness transformations. I take the exhausted, tried everything individual and breed them into a healthy lifestyle machine. With guest appearances from other entrepreneurs in all industries, we tackle the trials and tribulations of fitness and business together and have a little fun in between. So if you're ready to level up, let's dive in. Hey kids, today I'm reporting to you from Oberlin, Ohio. I'm in my Mamaw's Ford Escape parked in front of the cafe that I've been visiting every day to get my work done. And first of all, I'm so excited to say that this podcast is on the majority of podcast platforms and that is so cool. If you're someone who's been sharing or telling your friends and family about this podcast, you are so awesome and pivotal for this growth. So a genuine thank you for that. Please continue to screenshot or share, especially leave reviews since we're on Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts now. It's super easy for you to leave reviews. So I would greatly appreciate that. And of course, that allows more people to be helped. Um, This podcast is never going to be self-focused. Every episode is constructed with intent to serve. There will never be an episode that doesn't teach you something or help you gain something. So today I wanted to take some time and answer the big question I've been getting, which is why did I choose to leave in-person training to become an online coach? I'll talk about my personal experience as a trainer at a corporate gym and talk about the online coaching industry as a whole. And I'll also talk about what I do now as an online coach and the overall update on how it's been starting my own business since we are officially one month in. So let me start by saying I loved in-person training. I loved the nature of it. It's hard to be mad about wearing activewear to work every day, but I liked using the equipment, being able to stand during the day. I had a standing desk. Um, I loved programming for my clients' workouts every single day. I had some really, really close bonds with many of my clients, and that was probably the most fulfilling. I think if you're someone getting started in personal training, it is really important to get in-person experience after you get your certification, of course. I trained in person for about two years, and I think it's huge to get a feel for the different requirements of different populations, and you really work with a range of demographics as an in-person trainer, no matter where you go. My youngest client I had was 13, and my oldest was 78, and I saw everything in between, so that was super valuable and taught me a lot about programming for different populations. And I just think on a on a very high level, you cannot train someone online if you haven't done it in person, have prior experience. So that's a personal opinion. I know some people in the industry don't believe you have to do it, but I do. Um, honesty hour, though, I did not love the corporate gym environment as a trainer. Um, the people that I would meet on a daily basis were not in the mindset that they needed a trainer and it's unsuccessful trying to explain to someone that they need something but they're not ready for it. Not in like a scummy or salesy kind of way, Um, but it just wasn't an organic interaction. It was forced on both parties. They had just signed up for the gym and then they were pawned off to a trainer trying to make them spend more money and it's just too much prematurely, I thought. 
Um, I also felt personally that a lot of my work and time was not compensated for. The gym kept over half of my sales and the company didn't have a great compensation structure over the long term. Um, Plus, for example, if a client had to make payments on their training package, trainers um, made less commission off of their payments versus them paying in full. So the trainers were penalized commission-wise if our clients were unable to pay it in full. Um, But a lot of people can't pay for training in full. Our biggest package that we offered at the gym I worked at was over $1,600 for about 24 sessions, which typically lasted about three months um, of training. So that's a lot of money for a normal, you know, middle class or just, you know, anybody. That's a lot of money to put down for one person in one sitting, especially if you've already paid for a gym membership on top of that. Additionally, you never have a set schedule as a trainer. So sometimes you get no-showed. You could train a few clients in the morning, a few in the evening, maybe one in the afternoon. It's not very streamlined. Um... When I got busier, I was busy from maybe 3 p.m. until 8 p.m. all the way through, but it takes a lot of time to actually build up to that consistent schedule, and even then you can still get no-showed, but typically... I would clock in for four or five training sessions per day and get paid for those, but I would actually be there for, you know, maybe eight to ten hours total in reality, and you don't get paid for hours not spent training, and you don't train consistently all day. So so they were long days, and not all of those hours were spent training, um, and I wasn't compensated for those off hours. So in roughly six months, I made less than $12,000 and I was a busy trainer, but regardless, that is not a livable income, especially in Colorado. If you live in Colorado, that is um, maybe going to pay for your car insurance, (laughs) maybe going to pay for your groceries and gas, and that's about it. Um, But more importantly, I realized I wasn't able to truly serve my clients in the best way possible. Most of my clients met with me two to three times per week for a 50-minute session. That's typically what their schedule and their budget allowed for. But, dude, there's six, there's there's 168 hours in a week. And I only saw my clients two to three of those hours. And it's not enough time to work out, learn about nutrition, set goals, and alter their habits. Two to three sessions a week just isn't going to make real lasting lifestyle change period. You know, it's just not enough time to cover all of that and answer questions on top of it. So ultimately, I left in-person training because number one, the compensation wasn't livable. Number two, the schedule was unreliable. Um, And number three, most importantly, I didn't feel like I was truly serving my clients. My clients and I always had fun and creating a benefit, you know, a relationship was was really great and beneficial, but honestly, I just, I felt bad. I, I felt like I wasn't getting compensated fairly myself. I felt my clients were overpaying for something that wasn't giving them all of the resources and tools that they need um, in order to actually create lasting change and actually see results that can be sustainable. And so it just, I just didn't, feel great about it. Um, So my online coaching business was born. August 12th was my first Monday self-employed and I've been pretty much grinding ever since. Um, Instead of driving 
30 minutes to my gym first thing in the morning. I wake up and in my pajamas, I get on my computer, check my clients' messages, see how I can be a contact and resource for them first thing of the day and all day long too. My clients can reach me at any point during the day. And I feel much better about that now because it is a mutually beneficial relationship. My clients pay less than they did for personal training and get so much more individualized guidance, tools, a way to track their workouts, access to an app. Um, And I set my own prices, so I feel fairly compensated for and I reinvest much of the sales back into the business to grow it and further benefit my clients. So it's a win-win situation for both parties. Now you're probably wondering what exactly does all of that look like and on the client end it looks like this. They sign into their app every single day which houses their workouts, their progress pictures, weigh-ins, personal bests, messages from me. It has their calendar so they can see all of their workouts and their schedule and plan accordingly um, throughout the week so they can shift their workouts around if they need to. They can plan on which days they need their rest days. Um, and they can go to their gym on their own time, which is a really big benefit compared to personal training because not only did I have to be at the gym on their time, but they had to fit into my schedule. So when I got busier as a trainer, my actually biggest limitation and constraint was because all of my clients needed the same hours. Everyone got off work at the same time and needed the time slots between 5 and 8 p.m. and I could only fit so many people in and so I was actually limited by how many people I could serve and how much income I could make and all of that because of hours in a day. So with my clients being able to go to the gym on their own time, that's been a really big win for both sides and um, every week my clients have a learning module to go through on a different site that teaches them how to change their lifestyle, all the evidence behind what they're doing. There's worksheets that they can do to actually apply the concepts that they are learning during the time that they're working with me. Um, Recipes, I usually write a meal plan if they request it. Um, And every Sunday we do progress pictures, weigh-ins, and a formal check-in, which helps them self-assess how the week went, mentally check-in with their stress, their sleep, and nutrition. That gives me a lot of insight too, because later during the week, we have a 20-ish minute phone call to make adjustments, mentor them, and answer their questions, and give them tips to make all of this easier for them. And then on my end, I program every single one of my clients' workouts with progression so they get stronger and don't plateau. Depending on their goals and current fitness, I have them go through phases, and typically it'll start out with a conditioning phase if they haven't been um, in fitness consistently for a little while. And if they fail certain mobility screenings at the very beginning, we have to work on that first as well. There is absolutely a process to all of it. I spend a lot of time making sure each client is well taken care of based on their body and their goals and where their exercise history is and such. Um, And outside of tending to my clients, I'm usually on social media delivering free value, drafting up a new email to send to my weekly email list, recording for this podcast, interviewing new potential clients. It keeps me pretty busy. Now, the industry... The online coaching industry is a growing one and not just in the fitness space. There are mindset coaches, there are relationship coaches, life coaches. Um, It's a really, really growing industry. And much like if you were shopping for car insurance, 
you need to shop for the right coach. I do think the coaching industry is saturated, but I don't think it's competitive. Um, I think there's such a need for, for coaches, especially fitness coaches, health coaches, because that's a very growing need right now. A lot of people are starting to prioritize their health and fitness, realizing how important it is in the long run and helping prevent future medical bills and just making sure they are in the best shape of their life for as long as possible because it impacts their quality of life. And if you don't have a quality of life, then what do you really have, you know, at the very end of it? So because the industry is saturated, this means there's also a lot, a lot of unqualified people in the space, particularly people on Instagram that have you know, hot bodies and they do cool workouts, but they have no idea and no experience and no actual qualifications besides a a certification, which by the way, anyone can get if you pass the test. But these people have no idea how to make it happen for others. So my advice is to find the people that demonstrate, actually demonstrate that they know their stuff and have testimonials to prove it. I personally make sure everything I teach and educate is evidence-based. I invest a lot of time and money to making sure I'm qualified and knowledgeable on the concepts I forward to my clients. I've also personally experienced disordered eating, body dysmorphia, injury from athletics, so I have personal experience along with professional experience with coaching a range of demographics, as well as staying up to date on a lot of current research that comes out. And a lot of online coaches in the space don't have any of that. So shop around if you're looking for a coach, pick the right person for you uh, who matches with your personality and is also completely qualified to be leading you on your path to results. The person that works best with me is someone who has a desire to learn who is ready for a lifestyle change, knowing that there is a learning curve involved, someone who can complete tasks on time, and someone who can communicate with me knowing that as long as they do all of those things, we can get them results. Now, I do believe there is space for in-person training still. For someone who cannot get themselves physically to the gym, someone who needs to invest in an appointment, a physical appointment to actually get them to the physical place, which could be the gym or cycle class or wherever, that is someone who needs an in-person trainer. But if you already have the power and motivation to get yourself to the gym or to work out in your home or wherever, you just need a roadmap and someone to answer your questions and keep you in the right direction, then you need a coach. Check testimonials. I post a ton of client testimonials on my website. I also share my clients' text messages with me on my Instagram. If you relate to a coach's current clients, then they will probably be a good fit. So testimonials are huge, huge, huge. So many people can benefit from a coach if they're willing to prioritize it. I know what you're thinking. Well, how much does all of this cost? You know, money doesn't grow on trees, Tori. Okay, listen up, you. First of all, Constantly saying you're broke never made anyone rich. I'm going to say that again. Constantly saying you're broke never made anyone rich. So stop saying the words broke, cheap, and poor. Take the words broke, cheap, and poor and burn them from your vocabulary. You are not serving yourself by saying that all the time. You're not serving anyone around you 
by saying that all the time. If you have a family, don't say broke, cheap, and poor around your kids. It probably stresses them out. (sighs) This gets me heated. Knock that shit off, you guys. Seriously. Stop saying those words. Whatever you say and put out into existence, the universe is going to deliver to you. So be positive. Ask for the things you want. Have the confidence and the willingness to go after them. (sighs) Sorry, I'm going to get off my soapbox. Okay. Second... You can practically fully pay for my coaching and a lot of other online coaches' coaching if you simply pack a lunch for work every month. I'll say that again as well. You can practically fully pay for my coaching if you simply pack a lunch to work every month. Plus, I heavily reward my clients for referrals, so that also helps my clients pay for their coaching with me. Online coaching is super, super affordable. 10 out of 10 would recommend it to you guys. I'm going to end that podcast here. It's just a short one today because I am currently melting in this car. I always forget how humid Ohio is even though it's September, but I also have to run in and get some work done at this cafe and update my clients programs and such so I'm going to hop off here um but thank you again so much for supporting this podcast please continue to share it's really easy to leave reviews now I'm going to start doing some giveaways and some rewards for people who start to review or share this podcast so thank you so much I can't wait to continue delivering value for you and go after your goals you deserve it you matter Get what you need done in order to reach your goals. Have a great rest of your day.